heart and soul of a nation, beckons the call. The voice of our forefathers heard in the distance. A house divided against itself cannot stand. To reclaim our honor. honor. Our soul. The challenges of a generation call out. Future generations hang in the balance. We choose liberty. This is the voice of a nation. The nation. The nation. The nation. And now, Malcolm. Our American heritage, left to us by our founders, was supposed to be that of the American dream. A great land of opportunity, a shining beacon for all other people of the world to follow our direction. At least that's what it was supposed to be. The American founders, they assumed that such customs and traditions would provide a set of moral virtues for the exercise of responsible liberty by citizens and leaders. In sum, the four elements of republicanism constitutionalism, natural law, and cultural traditions made up a moral vision of the American founders. John Adams himself stated that our constitution was made only for a moral and religious people. It is wholly inadequate to the government of any other. Welcome to 2021, a nation divided by hate, separated into political parties, and restricted as no nation has ever been at any point in history. You are listening to The Voice of a Nation on the America Out Loud Network. I'm Tim Alders, Mr. Constitution, filling in for Malcolm. I want you to be able to open up your mind. Join the few remaining free people willing to exercise your brains. Remember to share what you learn, research for yourself, and point people to AmericaOutloud.com as one of the last remaining places people who love freedom of thought can gather. What depresses a constitutionalist like me the most about what is happening in the world today is that our children are not being taught much, if anything, about our founding fathers and what their vision of America was. During my time in school, I knew George Washington as a great soldier, a great leader, but virtually nothing about his religious convictions. The same was true of all the other noted founding fathers, Jeffersons, Adams, Hancock, Franklin, and Hamilton. They were great revolutionary leaders who crafted the Declaration of Independence. They fought a six-year war against Great Britain, crafted the Articles of the Confederation and then the Constitution, which is the basis of our political system. Surprisingly, you can teach a great deal about all of that with virtually no mention of religion at all, leaving the impression that religion didn't matter then and doesn't matter now. In fact, we were taught more about the atheist Tom Paine and about any of the great American religious and intellectual leaders of the early period, such as Jonathan Edwards, Timothy Dwight, George Whitefield, John Witherspoon, John Dickinson, George Mason, to name a few. There's many others. Why was this the case? Because starting in the 1930s, the progressives were sufficiently in control of the curriculum so that they could carry out their long-range plan to remove religion from American public schools. Yet in those days, it was still possible for a school principal to read a psalm from the Bible at assembly. Of course, even that's no longer possible. In fact, the atmosphere in some schools has become so anti-Christian that it is forbidden to even mention the word Christmas within their walls. These last few years have proven just how far the divide is between Americans. Never before have we seen the hatred for a duly elected president as we did against President Trump. 
Then with the death of radio icon Rush Limbaugh, it got even worse. The political left, Hollywood media, and even people on social media cheered his passing. And even calling what is happening in Texas as God's wrath and are just due. We now see the actual division. 70 million people who live in our country want government as their caretaker, basically their sugar daddy of sorts, and they want to see the death of our republic with no respect to our history or the legacy that we leave for future generations. We have over 100 million people trying to hold on to our heritage, hold tightly to the Constitution, and praying that God will intervene. Then we have the rest, so busy in their own lives, they don't even care what happens, just believing nothing bad can befall America, living in a delusional world of fantasy. If we're honest with each other, America today is not the America it was intended to be. And this is not by any accident. It was well planned out by a very patient people who believe they can make better choices for you in your life than you can. Currently, very few among educators want you to believe that our nation was founded as a Christian nation. In fact, in collusion with large media outlets, they've made the very effort of studying, researching our founders even impossible, almost impossible. But they want you to believe that our founders were deists and had not a firm foundation in God, but today we dispel that myth. Today we're going to hopefully get you to utilize your brain to understand that the takeover of America was well-planned and well-funded and why the American left wants God left out of it. Our current, uh, our current leadership wants you to believe in, in the latter so much they've even tried to erase the truth, right? But that is not so easily done. And all one has to do is read the very first part of our Declaration of Independence to see what our nation was and what was intended. When in the course of human events, it becomes necessary for one people to dissolve the political bands which have connected them with another and to assume among the powers of the earth the separate and equal station in which the laws of nature and nature's God entitle them. A decent respect to the opinions of mankind require that they should declare the causes which impel them to the separation. We hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men are created equal, that they are endowed by their creator with certain unalienable rights, and among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness that to secure these rights, governments are instituted among men, deriving their just powers from the consent of the governed, that whenever any form of government becomes destructive of these ends, it is the right of the people to alter or abolish it, and to institute new government, laying its foundations on such principles and organizing its powers in such form as to them shall seem most likely to affect their safety and happiness. Here we are. America 2021, welcome to a state of our nation where if they can remove God, they can remove unalienable rights. I always loved unalienable rights, but I like the English version of unalienable rights. The old English dictionaries show unalienable as a right that can't be leaned, a property or a product that can't have anybody put restrictions or place restrictions upon it. I think this was the intentions of our founding fathers, that your rights are unalienable, that they can't formulate a law that will hamper your 
rights, your freedoms, like the Second Amendment. They can't make all these Second Amendment laws to take that away from you, although government today believes it can. Why is it that we as a nation have allowed this to happen? We're pretty much a Christian nation. If you look, still 70 plus percent, I don't know the actual percentage, still believe that God exists. We have Lutherans, Baptists, Presbyterians, Evangelicals, of course, the uh, Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. We, we have lots of religions in our nation who believe in God. So why is it that God has been removed from everything and the people just say, okay, well, government has a right to do that? Well, many people say it's because our founders were deists, like I, I stated earlier. And if our founders were deists, and our country wasn't created on Christian beliefs, then why should Christianity play a part in government? It's not very hard to find. I could list details. And in fact, in the second half of the show, I will list some of the founders' thoughts on God. We have to take back our nation, but how? We heard the Declaration of Independence. It gives us our, our right to abolish a government that's gone out of control. But the left was very intelligent. I'm going to give them credit for being very intelligent. I love, I love the fact, though, that they say anybody who followed President Trump was a low IQ person. Some of the highest IQs I know are conservative. But the left was very calculated. It started decades ago, mind you. The 17th Amendment, which made it possible for U.S. senators to be elected by the people. Easy sell, right? Don't you want say in what your elected official, who that person is? Instead of having your state legislature appoint that person? Well, the problem with this was, is if you look at the Constitution, we had two options. We, we, we had a way of thinking that the people had to say through Congress, through their elected officials through Congress, and there's more of them based on representation of the citizens, and then the states had representation with the U.S. senators. Right now, there are states that are wishing that their legislature still could uh, remove a sitting senator. Utah, maybe not so much so because uh, Romney voted to impeach President Trump totally against the Constitution, but nobody like me has ever believed that he was for the Constitution. Now, the 17th Amendment made it so really you have no means other than elections, but voter apathy sort of takes that out, to remove a sitting congressperson or senator because there was no impeachment process for a member of Congress. The president, you could impeach. But you cannot remove a member of Congress because they felt Congress would be self-policing of itself. They had their oath of office. They have U.S. Code. I've spoken about that before. U.S. Code 57311 that says that uh, no member of Congress, the, the U.S. Senate or the House can hold office or maintain office without supporting fully the constitutional republic of our nation if they promote any form a government other than the constitutional republic they're committing a felony and can be arrested and removed from office yet we are expecting now 
a corrupt den of snakes, our U.S. Congress and our U.S. senators to actually uphold the law. So how do we get this back? I think Texas has it right with their trying to get articles of separation to separate from the union. Now, many people say that it's not legal for a state to leave the United States. That's a false presumption on the, on the part of many people. When the original 13 colonies formed our nation, Rhode Island, Virginia, and New York refused to sign on and ratify the Constitution unless it was built in that at any point they could leave. Well, every colony that uh, joined later as states, Utah included, Alaska, anybody who came in after the original 13 colonies inherited the same rights of the original 13 colonies, which include the rights of Rhode Island, Virginia, and New York, giving us the ability to end our joint relationship with the United States of America. I always find it interesting. The United States has worked for decades overthrowing other governments. We worked to collapse the Soviet Union and make Ukraine and Poland and all these people individual countries. We helped bring down the, the, the German, the Berlin Wall. We have interfered in um, all sorts of countries in the Middle East. Um, we have overthrown uh, Gaddafi and Saddam Hussein. We have armed citizens, including children, with rocket launchers and grenades for decades. Yet, our government wants us to believe that we don't have the same rights as other nations when a government becomes tyrannical to overthrow it. Now, they're going to say they're not tyrannical. They're going to say, listen, we just believe in our hearts of hearts that we actually can run your life better than you can. Generations ago, prior to the 1980s and even up till 1984, our country was not in massive debt. And it was presumed that placing debt on future generations was totally 100% unethical. Yet, we are now in massive debt and that debt is increasing because we have politicians that are trying to buy votes. And if they can't buy the votes, they'll steal the votes. They will collude with media. They will collude with voting systems to make it look like they win. I'm terrified about the ability for the American conservative to ever win an election and get somebody elected who actually has constitutional values, who believe in faith, family, and freedom in this nation ever again. And that terrifies me because we have nowhere to go. You know, this is another thing I do not understand. The, the people uh, on the left, like AOC and Bernie Sanders, and these people who want to promote what they call a democratic socialism, they have lots of countries they could go to to experience socialism. I recommend Venezuela just off the top of my head, as a, as a great place for them to go and live under socialist rule. Now, that, that could be said that, hey, Mr. Constitution, you're being a little insensitive. I can't believe Malcolm's letting you fill in here on AmericaOutloud.com. 
but I'm not being insensitive. I'm being a realist. When they made America become free, they cut the bounds, they cut the chains that bound them to the King of England. But if you look today, we probably would be better under rule of England than we are under the rule of our own government. We pay more in taxes. We have more intrusions on our liberty than we did for our original revolution. Yet, if you talk revolution, if you protest and you're a conservative, then you are a terrorist. Well, we who cling to the Constitution are in good company with the founding fathers who England actually looked at as terrorists and revolutionaries and people who stood against the king. We're doing it in our own right here in America today. Now, as I've said, if we could heal our nation, return to a constitutional republic, uh, restore our debt to a good situation, get our schools back to where they're actually teaching fundamental principles, I would love to remain a member of the United States of America. In fact, if we separate as a nation, I think we should be able to keep the moniker of the United States of America and let the left with their five or six states uh, call themselves whatever they want. Now, will this ever happen? I doubt it. You have states like Texas who will do it, but we need multiple states, multiple republic states. So what's our last hope? Is it with the state? Because the corruption exists on the state level just as it does on the national level. There's so much money in politics, so much corruption among the two political parties. See, I'm not just bashing Democrats. I believe Republicans like Mitt Romney and many others are just as corrupt and power hungry and believe they could manage your lives better than yourselves and they'll try to buy your life with a few things. Doesn't it remind you of Rome? Many other democracies that collapse throughout history when people become apathetic of what's going on in their world around them and just count on government to do the right thing. Unfortunately, you can never count on government to do the right thing. That's a proven fact. We've seen it today. So here we are. We are controlled by two political parties. The one wants to have the death of the other, which is pretty much happening the Republican Party is not like it used to be here in Utah. You have Republicans that will support Democrats that run as Republicans and put an R on their name. It's just as bad here as it is anywhere else. Utah used to be a free conservative state. It's becoming less and less so. The restrictions are insane, and it's happening everywhere. I only bring up Utah because that's where I broadcast from. So... Can we divide? Well, a lot of people look at the Constitution as a contract, but it's not. It's a compact. It was a mutually agreed upon thing to make us stronger. Remember, at the, at the time of the Constitution, in the 1776, early 1800s, you had nations that were building. They were looking for more lands to conquer. France, Britain, they were out there trying to take over new territories and make them part of their nation. If America would have separated during this, the uh, Civil War, we both would have been conquered shortly after by one of these nation builders. Fortunately, we live in a world today where nobody's really nation building. You don't have people going to war to conquer land and take it over. 
you have people fighting wars for oil or religious beliefs. That's always going to happen and for other reasons. But just to make a territory part of their nation, it's not happening anymore. It's more on the economic side. China's trying to buy up every other nation and own every other nation. And yes, the USA made that possible too. So if America was to separate today, just as the Soviet Union separated during President Reagan's time, we'd be okay. We'd live. And in fact, Republicans and the conservatives would actually keep Florida and Houston, uh, Texas, so we would have ports and they'd have California, so they'd have ports so everybody could bring in problems, bring in product. But the problem is they don't want that to happen because if we separate, they have nobody that actually works that will provide the income they're trying to buy their citizens with. And, and let's be honest, these welfare programs are just buying your loyalty. They are depending on you to, de- to stay dependent upon them. And it's insane that we even fall for this, that we allow it to happen. Uh, I have more faith in the American ability to produce and work and become successful. I've always felt that we teach the wrong question in school. We ask the the wrong question of our children. What do you want to be when you grow up? We should ask our children, how do you want to live your life when you grow up and let them determine and find a way to create the wealth to live that life? People in our government believe that if they can get rid of the middle class jobs, the manufacturing jobs, which they did, would make it so they would have easier control over us because the, the, the less educated of our nation wouldn't be able to get the high-tech jobs, the, the high-paying or the skilled jobs. They were very well content making their 20-plus an hour, uh, working five days a week and partying on the weekend and enjoying it, but we've sort of taken that away from them because we don't want people to be independent and self-sufficient. We want them to be reliant, right? That's what the left in this nation wants. They want a government that gives them whatever they want when they want it. I, for one, as a conservative, get so sick and tired of every politician getting on and say, we need to promote our democracy. We need to work as a democracy. Yes, we have some parts of a democracy when our government was created by our founders with our constitutional republic, but they hated democracies. Let's be real. Look it up. Any of their letters. Democracies make it so that if you can gather enough people in the nation, you can complain and and riot and burn down cities that you can get things given to you or get politicians to sway because you are the vocal minority. You are the loud, obnoxious people who force government to give you what you want and take it away from all those who are working and don't have the time to burn their own cities down. Now you're going to say, well, look at the conservatives burned down Washington on January 6, 2021. No, they did not. I was there stood on the steps of the Capitol during the so-called riots, protests. I never went inside the building, so FBI, just settle down, sit back down in your chair. You don't need to come hunt me down. The majority of the one-plus million people that were there were peaceful, constitutional, President Trump-supporting people. I was shocked to see Capitol Police opening doors, inviting people in. I was shocked to see... 
um, instruments of destruction left on the Capitol lawn days in advance for, for somebody to use. They, this was planned by government to distract the people from the theft of the vote to remove the only president, only recent president in history that would stand up against the shadow government, stand up against the large corporations, and fight for God, family, and faith, even though he might not be a perfect man. So you say, here we are, uh, we're doing this. What does God have to do with any of this? I'm going to get to that because if they can make the American people and next generation of children to believe that there is no God, then they can take away unalienable rights and they can make it that rights only come from government. You are listening to A Voice of a Nation on the America Out Loud Network. I'm Mr. Constitution. I'm filling in for Malcolm. I appreciate this opportunity. Remember, we are on iHeart, iTunes, many other things. You can find all the links to download all the apps. Make sure your friends know about this. Make sure everybody you know knows there's still a place to go for liberty and freedom, even though you have people like Facebook and Twitter trying to censor voices. Nobody has removed AmericaOutloud.com from saying what needs to be said, from doing what needs to be done, and from talking about God, faith, family, and freedom. So my friends, pass the word along. Help grow this this product. Help grow liberty in this nation once again. Become a disciple of liberty, and I'll see you on the other side of the break. Our global experts are brilliant writers and engaging hosts on a mission of a lifetime. You'll find the latest news and inspiration on the front page of AmericaOutloud.com. Hail, my fellow Americans. How did you feel watching footage on the news of domestic terrorists looting our stores and burning our cities down? Uh, You were probably disgusted and angry as much as I was. It's disturbing what's going on. Well, you'd be shocked to know that your shopping habits are supporting these extremists. Companies like Amazon, Nike, Disney, FedEx, it's an endless list. And they've been supporting these radical groups. Let's stop supporting companies that fund these extremist groups. We can all do our part. Visit shoptotheright.com and you'll find businesses in a nationwide database and companies that are aligned with our American values. Visit shoptotheright.com and let's all make a difference. Think back to the last time you felt healthy and energized. The best times of our lives occur when we're at the peak of our health, sleeping better, full of energy and focus. We know that fades with age and you might be feeling the effects of aging as low energy and poor sleep, but it doesn't have to be that way. There haven't been any nutrition systems designed to rejuvenate our bodies as we get older until now. Healthy Cell Pro is the only multinutrient system that impacts the building block of your body, the cell. Created by anti-aging expert and Nobel Prize nominee, Dr. Vincent Giampapa, award-winning Healthy Cell Pro cuts through the complexity of nutrition supplements by simply giving you the purest ingredients, filling dietary gaps to nourish your cells and enhance your quality of life for optimal performance. Visit HealthyCell.com and use code OUTLOUD for an exclusive discount or call 844-869-9958. Spreading the out loud truth from sea to shining sea. 
AmericaOutloud.com is the voice of liberty and justice for all. This is not a fight of Republican versus Democrat. It's not a fight of rich versus poor, old versus young, man versus woman, gay versus straight. It's not a fight of black lives, blue lives, Hispanic lives, or white lives. This is a battle of good versus evil. It's a fight for the soul of humanity. We are the vision of the voices, America Out Loud Talk Radio. Listen to Malcolm, the voice of a nation, on iHeartRadio or our free apps on Apple, Android, or Alexa. Welcome back to The Voice of a Nation with uh, Tim Alders, Mr. Constitution, filling in for Malcolm. First half of this show, we talked about how the hatred has divided America. It's easy to see, impossible to heal, in my opinion. This is what's great about being a radio host. I'm on this side of the mic. I get to share my opinion, whether you like it or not. Uh, If you're listening, you're listening because you sort of share the same opinion of me. Now, I talk about God because our country was built on the concept of unalienable rights. I I talk about unalienable rights. That's the correct pronunciation from the Old English um, Dictionary, which our founders used, which even most constitutionalists don't recognize. Unalienable means nobody, not even government, no man, no woman, no power on earth can lean or restrict the rights that were granted to you by the divine, by God. Now, According to the American left, according to uh, media moguls, people like Bill Gates, Mark Zuckerberg, God did not play a part in America. Well, that's a complete fabrication, lie. Uh, Call it what you may, but if you have ever read the letters of the Founding Fathers, the, the Founding Fathers were prolific writers, they wrote their wives, they wrote their friends. You know, it, it's a thing called mail. We used to have it. Now we have email and and people aren't as prolific at writing letters and messages because you can text your friends or you can reach out to your family. All they had was letters. They send it still via Pony Express to deliver their message by horseback. So yeah, in order to tell people about your life, you had to write lots of letters because your life was transpiring and you had to write it down. So our founding fathers documented everything. And so did our founding mothers who were very religious. I talk about the founding fathers and the founders of the nation being Christian. Their wives were saints as Christians. Uh, Martha Washington attended church without fail. Now, about our founders and not being religious as our institutions, our elementary schools, our high schools, our colleges want us to believe, if you can look up the writings, and if you go to the Library of Congress, you can still pull up every letter that they ever had, transcribed, micro-filmed, put for every founding father, uh, you can still find it if you look hard enough. And this is what I want. I want to stoke your desire to research more and discuss this more with people and stand firm on your belief in God. When Thomas Jefferson addressed the Virginia delegates to Congress in August of 1774, he stated, quote, the God who gave us life, 
gave us liberty at the same time. And indeed, I tremble for my country when I reflect that God is just, end quote. Now, I'm not saying Thomas Jefferson did not struggle with religion, but he never struggled with faith. See, he believed organized religions were placing human beliefs upon the will of God, rewriting the Bible to benefit themselves and their religious sect. He never doubted God. He even took it upon himself to rewrite the Bible and just leave the parts in there about Jesus. He struggled with divine acts of miracles that they healed the blind or healed the poor. He left it upon that God's will was for people to live in peace and live equally and strong. And and he believed that to his very core. And you can still find the rewritten Bible by Jefferson in the archives of the Library of Congress. And if you research that and look at it, you can't tell me he did not believe in a divine, that he did not believe Jesus was one of the wisest people put here on earth by God to get a message out there. Samuel Adams in the summer of 1776 said, quote, we have this day restored the sovereign to whom all men ought to be obedient. He reigns in heaven and from the rising to the setting sun. Let his kingdom come, unquote. That was Samuel Adams. Samuel Adams was sort of the, the revolutionist among the revolutionaries. He was a wild, wanting to fight member of the Sons of Liberty who believed that liberty was worth dying for. He had a cousin, some of you might know, he had a distant cousin named John Adams. John Adams, John Adams wrote to Jefferson a lot, and Jefferson wrote to John Adams a lot. In fact, Jefferson sent Adams many of his Enlightenment-era books so Adams could study and understand where Jefferson was coming from when he was talking about liberty coming from God. So on June 28th of 1813, Adams wrote to Thomas Jefferson, and he said, quote, the general principles on which the fathers achieved independence were the only principles in which that beautiful assembly of young gentlemen could unite. And what were these general principles? I answer, the general principles of Christianity. I'll say that again. What were these principles? The general principles of Christianity, in which all of these sects were united. And the general principles of English and American liberty, in which all those young men united and which had united all parties in America in majority sufficient to assert and maintain her independence, unquote. Yes, they called America a her. They had a very deep respect for, for women. Actually, Abigail Adams would have uh, slapped John Adams if he didn't have that respect for women because Abigail was a very prolific writer herself, and some of her letters are amazing. I urge you to look them up and read them. Now, we go on to another one, the one I talked about. I learned about as a great general and and a great person, and not till later in my life did I learn how inspired by God General George Washington was, how miraculously he survived battle after battle and credited it to God. 
When George Washington first received a copy of the Declaration of Independence, and the date was July 9th, 1776, he made an official military order, you can find this in the Library of Congress, to hire chaplains in every regiment. These were to be the persons of good character and exemplary lives, Washington said. Quote, the general hopes and trusts that every officer and man will endeavor so to live and act and become a Christian soldier. We're not a Christian nation and we weren't built on Christian beliefs, right? But yet our first president and the general who gave us our liberty wanted every person fighting in that revolution to become the best Christian soldier they could, defending the dearest rights and liberties of his country, unquote. This is just a couple examples that the left, that the schools, that professors, that teachers do not want you to believe. They want you to believe that we weren't Christian-based. And they always point to the freedom of religion that, listen, our founding fathers didn't want religion. No, what the founders didn't want is the, the English church like the 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 king had the church of england they didn't want one established religion because every colony was organized based on their own religion we had presbyterians we had orthodox we had all different kinds of religions because different people settled these first original 13 colonies and they didn't want the new founded government to tell you you can't be a presbyterian you can't be a lutheran we all have to be the church of america That was the only freedom from religion they wanted. They wanted this nation a Christian nation. If you go to the Library of Congress, you can see that Congress itself regularly called for days of fasting and prayer throughout the whole Revolutionary War. For example, and you can look this up, go to Library of Congress, look up May 17, 1776. They called on that day to be a day of humiliation, fasting, and prayer to confess and bewail our manifold sins and transgressions, and by a sincere repentance and amendment of life, appease his God's righteous displeasure, and through the merits of mediation of Jesus Christ, obtain his pardon and forgiveness. Wow! Could you see if Congress tried to do that in 2021, how the Democrats would be calling to hang the Republican who, who called for this? Could you see how the media would say they just violated the rights of every atheist in the nation? Sorry, folks. This happened in Congress because Congress believed in God, in Jesus Christ. They said the name. John Hancock was the president of the Continental Congress, right? The Continental Congress was the uh, organization that declared independence and adopted the declaration, later served. Um, John Hancock later served as the governor of Massachusetts. On October 5th, 1791, he declared a day of thanksgiving to God for many blessings, including, quote, the great and most important blessing, the gospel of Jesus Christ. And together with our cordial acknowledgments, I do earnestly recommend that we may join the penitent confessions of our sins and implore the further continuance of the divine protections and blessings of heaven upon this people, that all may bow to the scepter of our Lord Jesus Christ and the whole earth be filled with his glory. 
Yeah, right. That came from a deist. That person did not believe in God, right? That's what they want you to believe. Because if you do not believe in God, if you believe that this nation did not come from God, then your, li- your rights, your liberties are not unalienable. They are able to be changed and taken away from the very people we elected to protect this unalienable rights. Now, a lot of people always mention Ben Franklin, a womanizer, a drinker, a partier. Um, in fact, some compare Trump to being just as uh, unethical as Benjamin Franklin was. He was a signer of Declaration of the uh, and the Constitution. He was one of the most well-known founders. He himself called for a prayer at the Constitutional Convention. Believe it? Look it up. A variation of his request was adopted when the Founding Fathers attended a July 4th worship service at a Christian church in Philadelphia. And you can find this in the Library of Congress. June 28, 1787, Google that and Franklin. At that worship service, Franklin said, and I quote, in the beginning of the contest with Great Britain, when we were sensible of danger, we had daily prayer in this room for divine protection. Our prayers, sir, were heard, and they were graciously answered. To that kind providence, we owe this happy opportunity of consulting in peace on the means of establishing our future national fility. And have we now forgotten that powerful friend, or do we imagine we no longer need his assistance? Well, Democrats, colleges, Big media, they want you to believe that that friend does not exist. They want you to believe that our founders did not believe that friend existed and that friend is our Lord and Savior. But you can look it up. Don't take my word for it. Mr. Constitution does his own research. He looks it up and I tell you where you can find it. Alexander Hamilton, a key proponent of the Constitution, wrote, quote, let an association be formed to be denominated the Christian Constitutional Society. It object to be first, the support of the Christian religion, second, the support of the United States. He wrote that in a letter to James Bayard, April 16, uh, 16th through the 21st, took him a while to write it, 1802. You can find that actually on the Library of Congress. The first chief justice of our country was John Jay. A lot of people say John Jay was the first one who made sure that the freedom of religion would not, you know, put religion in our governments. Not true. John Jay wrote his own last will and testament. You can find it in the Library of Congress. And he put, quote, unto him who is the author and giver of all good, I render sincere and humble thanks for his merciful and unmerited blessings, and especially for our redemption and salvation by his beloved son. I can go on and on about every founder, John Witherspoon, um, many of the unknown. Every one of the 55 signers of the Declaration of Independence wrote about God and how God influenced their hand, their actions, and their thoughts on creating this country. So why is it today when we have 70 plus percent of the population of these United States who claim that they have some belief in God, 
not believe what they can find and read for themselves? Well, because they don't want to look it up and read it for themselves, right? You want to count on what CNN shows you, what MSNBC shows you, what Fox News shows you. And most of the money behind those organizations don't want you to have your unalienable rights either. They want your rights to be restricted. So they attack God. They attack our founders. So when some conservatives compared former President Trump to our founding fathers, they compared him as a person who doesn't like God. I guess for a person to love God, for a person to love a higher being and look at unalienable rights, you have to be a perfect person. Well, that totally throws out the whole concept of why we're here on this planet if you are a religious person. If you were a perfect person, there would have been no need for you to come down here and try and live a life, be tempted, and overcome those temptations. President Trump wasn't the second coming. He was not Jesus reborn, and conservatives don't believe that. What we believe, and what I believe, is that President Trump was picked because of his ability to stand up against all the pressure of the outside world, all the pressures of the shadow government. And the shadow government was mentioned by Democrats like John F. Kennedy, was mentioned by uh, prophets in the uh, church that I belong to and the Secretary of Agriculture, Hinckley, was mentioned by One World Government, by the Bushes, by Reagan. Uh, So many people have talked about countries wanting to overthrow America. Well, why is that so? Come on, we live in a world, uh, a, a world that needs to get along peaceably. Well, The fact of the matter is, most governments do not recognize divine rights. In fact, America was the only government that recognized divine rights. So when America became sovereign and fought and separated itself from England, it posed a threat to the rest of the world because they're going to have their citizens look at America and see how great America became. Now, America became great Up until the 80s, we were debt-free, we were the world-predominant consumer, we were the world's predominant producer. We were a successful nation until the progressive left got their hooks into our education system and started training our youth that liberty and freedom did not exist, that divine rights do not exist, that God does not exist. And they started buying off people with little knickknacks. I always like to compare them to the Roman games when when Rome put on the Colosseum games to distract people from what government was doing. Now, we had the warnings. Remember, I, I said we were meant to be a moral nation and America could only exist while we were a moral people. Government don't want us to be immoral people. They want us to be an immoral person or people because then they can control us. So becoming a threat to the rest of the world and citizens wanted to come here. This is why my parents immigrated here after World War II. They saw opportunity. They saw that their income level, their status in community in Europe had nothing to do in America. America was based on what you could do with yourself. 
you should have the same opportunity as everybody else. Yes, America doesn't always work right because government has rewarded corporations and made wealth for people who did not deserve the wealth. But you weren't guaranteed wealth in America. You were guaranteed the same opportunity to achieve greatness as anybody else. So now America, they want us divided by race, by sex. They want us to hate each other. Why? Because if we hate each other, if we call each other names, if we fight, then we're not paying attention to all the money they're spending, all the, all the money they're wasting, all the organizations they're building up and the wealth they're accumulating over us. So we have to overcome hate. And that's where I see us having a really hard time because anytime you try and have an adult conversation, it's not in person anymore. It's across social media. And it's so easy for these people who have been brainwashed by an education system or indoctrinated by schools to just resort to calling you a name. Well, you're a racist because you're a Republican. You're a racist because you're a conservative. You're a racist because you love the Constitution. That's their resort because they don't have facts. This wasn't a Christian nation. Grow up, read the internet, look and see what... Uh, Q Media said that the founders hated God. I recommend you read what the founders wrote in the Library of Congress while you still have access to it, and then bring that argument to me. Folks, if we do not stop indoctrinating our children, if we do not stop allowing schools to indoctrinate our children against God, against liberty, against unalienable rights, if we do not try to teach where liberty came from. The founding fathers were not exceptional people. They, they weren't the best men. They were well-known and respected among their communities, but they still had their flaws. What made the founding fathers exceptional is they decided to humble themselves before God, kneel down and pray for what was needed. They came up with the Declaration of Independence. They formed a nation and they felt that if America stayed Christian and if we kept humbling ourselves and paid attention to what our politicians were doing, nothing could stop America from growing throughout this world and for other nations to evolve into what America was. Now we've devolved. And that's where we're at. Racism, people always say racism exists. Well, hatred is what exists, okay? There have been slaves that were the Irish, the Chinese. Um, there have been slaves that were um, from white Caucasian communities. Every race has had slaves. Nobody has been perfect to any other ethical, ethnical group throughout the history of this world. But... Hatred will always exist in the hearts of men and women until we start looking at everybody as equals, like God does, that you have the same rights that I do. I might not agree with you on a social political level, but I am a person who believes in the Constitution. I believe in unalienable rights, so I believe you're created equal just as I am under God. 
But if you're created equal, you don't want special things. You don't want a Black History Month or a Chinese History, uh, Asian History Month. What you want is history to be taught and taught fairly and equally and, and show everybody's successes and failures, no matter what color, what race, what country they came from. We allow ourselves hatred because we want to separate. We want to make ourselves special because of who we are and what, what our race is. Well, none of us are special. We, we all should be equal. We all have the opportunity to either succeed or fail. Uh, the opportunity to success is not just there for you. There's no guarantee to succeed. Many people, including our founders, have failed. And many have lifted themselves back up and tried again. It's so much easier, though, right, to just tell the government, I want this. I want free health care. I want money because you forced me to put on this mask and not allow people in my business. Well, government had no right to do that. This is another part of their plan to separate us as people. If you can't see a person's smile, if you can't see a, a person's face, if you're afraid to leave your house, then we're never going to heal as a nation because you're not going to heal on social media because it's so easy to be a jerk on social media, right? Get out there, talk to people. Part of the reason... I finally completed the book Origins of Liberty that you can find on americaoutloud.com in the book book library is because I wanted you to follow the steps of the thought process of the founding fathers that liberty wasn't their concept that it existed from God that there were many people throughout the enlightenment era that uh, spoke of liberty and freedom. They unfortunately lived in a country where they could not mobilize the people to fight for this liberty and freedom. I wrote an article that's on the website right now, and it is the uh, impeachment of the American conservative, the American Christian, uh, the American constitutionalist. This impeachment and the first impeachment was not about President Trump. What they feared about President Trump was his ability to get people to once again consider liberty and unalienable rights. To think about that government isn't always correct, that government is bad, that big money behind government is trying to overcome and overtake our nation. This is the problem. This was trying to punish us, to separate us from the one guy who could organize us at a, at a finger's notice. Snap the fingers, you'll get a million plus people in Washington, D.C. to support and thank this man. Why is it that they kept the NDAA out there in government? Look it up, the NDAA. Rand Paul spoke about it on the floor. It's to punish conservative Christians, uh, anybody of faith. Why is it they want to take your guns away? Well, because an unarmed citizenry is so much easier to conquer and control than is one who can fight back. We've allowed many Republicans and most of the people on the left, the Democratic Party, to violate their oath of office. It's a crime. It's a felony. Where are the military, the former Oath Keepers, upholding the U.S. Code Section 573.11? Well, our politicians flat out admit by not prosecuting themselves like the founding fathers intended on in Congress 
to punish themselves for violations of the oath and removing these people. They want you to believe you have no power. And I am here on America Out Loud on the voice of a nation telling you you have all the power. You have the ability to change government. You have the ability to restore the Constitution. You have the ability to put God back in the lives of your children and your grandchildren. But do you have the will? Because it takes will. It takes sacrifice. Our founding fathers put everything on the line. They were broke. They lost their houses. They, they, some lost their lives. But we ourselves need to find within ourselves, deep within our own hearts, the will to start talking about liberty. I tried to place an ad on social media um, to get this book out to conservatives, but because in the title, Origins of Liberty, was the word liberty, it was considered hate speech. So our founders are hate speech. Our sons of liberty are hate speech. Our declaration of independence was hate speech. Our own constitution was hate speech. Whatever the Democrats in charge of this nation do not like right now, they will stop that message from getting out there. So pick this book up for your grandkids. Pick it up for a son. Pick it up for a neighbor. Tell people about it. Share it on your own social media. If we do not unite under the cause of liberty then we might as well just roll up and let this nation become what the Democrats want, a socialist communist nation where they control everything and you live with the basic ability to survive and to provide for your family. This is your choices. This message is hopefully going to make you think about your choices. It's going to make you research what I said. It's going to make you poke holes in what the schools and what Democrats have been telling you about America being a Christian nation. I love America. I love our constitution. I love people, but I also want my liberty restored to me in this nation. So thank you so much. Make sure you tell people about AmericaOutloud.com. Make sure you find us on iTunes and all these other sources of apps. You can download them there. Have a blessed day. God bless America. God bless Malcolm for providing this. Take care.